Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, April 20th, 2022, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio broadcast, coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is The Convergence of Biblical End Time Signs. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking. Lord God, we ask the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit be poured out on this hour, Lord God, to draw the spirits and souls of your people to you, Lord God, in this last hour here at 11.59 in split seconds, just before the imminent return of your one and only begotten Son, who is the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name, I pray. And Lord Jesus, before I go, thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary that I may have eternal life. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dina, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, it is with a reminder that indeed it is 11.59 and split seconds until the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the one and only Savior of all mankind. And he is, my friends, the one that is soon to return in the rapture to whisk away his ready, watching, waiting, and praying bride, which consists of all those who have confess to the Lord Jesus Christ that they are sinners in need of a Savior and have at the same time asked the Lord Jesus, who is the one and only begotten Son of the one and only true and living God, creator of heaven, earth, and all that be in it, to forgive them of their sins, and are the same who at his appearing in the rapture have a personal relationship in good standing with him, as outlined in on the pages of the Bible, which is the very Word of God inspired by God's Holy Spirit and set down in print by way of His appointed prophets, disciples, and apostles for all who have, do, and are yet to live upon the face of this planet called Earth, to see, hear, know, understand, and obey. With that thought in mind, today we will be taking a short look at some current events that are a prelude to disaster that appears to be hastening the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ as discussed at the beginning of today's show. My friends, we here upon the face of this planet are entering into a time that has never been seen on a systemic and global basis, things are going to continue to grow darker and darker until the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ to snatch away those who belong to him at his coming in the rapture, 
which tells us that the time of great tribulation will soon thereafter ensue. With that said, our first piece of the day comes to us by way of a staff writer for Forbes.com named Zachary Snowden-Smith, who uh, covers breaking news for Forbes.com. This piece is dated April 14th, 2022, and is titled, FDA Authorizes First COVID Breath Test Device. Now, this is where, Miss Robin, I would say, listen up. Zachary begins his short but very informative piece by stating that the Food and Drug Administration issued an emergency use authorization Thursday for Inspector, Inspect IR, Inspect letters IR, Inspector, uh, uh, systems COVID-19 breathalyzer, the first government-appointed device capable of detecting coronavirus infections, get this, in patients' breath. Zachary states that key facts in his piece are as follows. The breathalyzer correctly identified positive samples 91.2% of the time in a study of 2,409 people, and it also performed well in a subsequent study uh, assessing its uh, achievement against the virus um, Omicron variant, which is the one that they're yelling about over in China right now, according to an FDA release. The breath test provides results in under three minutes and can be administered at either healthcare facilities or, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, mobile testing sites using an instrument roughly the size of an item uh, of a carry-on luggage, the agency said. Inspector IR uh, uh, projects it will eventually be able to produce about 100 COVID-19 breathalyzers per week, each of which could perform about 160 tests per day, the FDA said. And Inspector IR, and that is Inspect IR, is how you say this name. I can't get it right because they have it spelled funky. At Inspect IR's current levels of production, the COVID breathalyzer should boost the U.S. Listen, testing capacity by about 64,000 samples each month, the agency said. My friends, now is really where I want you to take the time to really come in and listen to what I have to say here. The just shared piece came at the end of a succession of things being pointed out to me by way of the Lord God's Holy Spirit, which fell in this order. Number one, at the end of 2021, the Chinese government warned the people of China to stock up on food which can be verified by article titles such as Chinese rush to stock up on food as government's warning prompts confusion and brief panic buying, published November 4th, 2021. And it is around that date. If you look for it, you will find many others. This was reported by China Macro Economy. The warnings continue by way of other statements such as these. China has called on families and local governments to stock up on daily necessities as the country enforces stringent restrictions intended to curb a number of COVID outbreaks. Posted by the New York Times.com. China's government has urged families to stock up on essential supplies in case of emergencies, posted by the BBC.com. The Chinese government 
urged people to keep stores of basic goods in case of emergencies. Posted by Reuters.com. Number two, then there were the videos of China's zero-tolerance lockdowns that began on April 5th, 2022, that caught my spiritual eyes and ears' attention. In these videos, the mournful screams from Chinese citizens all across the city are captured by way of a fellow citizen from his balcony as they screamed for food after being locked down in their high-rise apartments for several straight days without being able to go out to shop for food. In other videos, individuals and whole families are seen from the same type of high-rise apartments jumping to their untimely deaths in droves due to starvation. My friends, hypothetically speaking, now this is where I really hope you're going to be listening intently. Hypothetically speaking, if something like the so-called U.S. government-approved COVID-19 breathalyzer were to be used on a wide basis, it could cause much chaos, tragedy, and death. What I mean is that if this so-called COVID-19 breathalyzer were allowed to be used openly, they could do things like setting it up outside of stores and other types of essential businesses. Then they could claim that you have something that you do not have and then report you to the powers that be uh, to to then be carted off, my friends, to some so-called processing or isolation facility. My friends, we are truly living in a very sinister, maniacal, and dark time. Our show for today is to stand as a reminder as to just why you need to have your lives in order and to be ready watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ for his church. And on that mind-blowing note, my friends, I will be right back after the break so that we may begin to dig into the meat of the matter concerning the convergence of biblical end-time signs. This time of desperation When all we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe We believe in the Father, we believe in Jesus Christ, we believe in the Holy Spirit, and He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion, we believe that He conquered death, we believe in the resurrection, and He's coming back again. We believe. So let our faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we sing And in our weakness and temptations
Jesus Christ We believe in the Holy Spirit And He's given us new life We believe in the crucifixion We believe that He conquered death We believe in the resurrection And He's coming back He's coming back again You know, that song reminds me of a phrase that the Lord gave me, and that phrase is in regards to people who wear crosses around their neck. He said, is that cross around your neck a decoration or a declaration? Food for spiritual thought, my friends. Okay, now, as promised, we will be delving into the meat of the matter concerning the convergence of biblical end-time signs that we now see taking place everywhere we look. To help us do that, we will be investigating an article written by Mr. Britt Gillette from uh, End Times. Oh, he actually wrote this for End Times Bible Prophecy. Britt Gillette is the author, my friends, of a free ebook called Coming to Jesus, as well as uh, the books Signs of the Second Coming and uh, Racing Towards Armageddon. Now, personally, I like his work, but I have not read those books, so I cannot endorse them. I'm just doing the intro for him because that is the one that came with this article. But I am endorsing his books in no way, shape, or form at this point because I have not read them. Uh, His piece here today is dated April 18th, 2022, and is titled, Are We on the Verge of the Tribulation Described in the Book of Revelation? Of which Britt opens thusly by stating, after two years of global turmoil, people are starting to realize we aren't going to return to normal. We've endured a global pandemic, widespread social unrest, vaccine passports, and compounding global supply chain issues. He continues by saying, now we have a major war in Eastern Europe, fuel and food price inflation, and rumors of an impending global financial crisis. Just before going on to say, everywhere you look, it seems as though the end is near. Brett then poses the question, is it? Is it? He then says, what does the Bible say? How close are the end times, the tribulation, and the rapture of the church? Followed by, fortunately, we don't have to guess. Jesus himself told us how to recognize the general time frame of his return. When the disciples said, tell us the signs of your coming and the end of the age, found in Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, Jesus told them a number of things to look for. He then said, when you see all these things, you can know my return is near. I'm right at the door, found in Matthew chapter 24, verse 33. And if you're like me, I am a King James Version Bible person. So I'm reading his article. He's not using the King James as you would know as well as I do. So that's why I'm glad these scriptures are here for you to go look up for yourself to see what it truly does say. It ha- This is a rendition of what it says, but if looking at the King James Version of the Bible, which has been good for over 400 years, and you know what I say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So, continuing on, he also said, Jesus that is, when all these things begin to happen, look up, for your salvation is near, found in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. Britt then goes on to point out that that this means the number one indication Jesus will return soon is all the signs appearing together. 
Britt then says that both Jesus and the prophets told us what the signs, what those signs, my friends, are. The appearance of just one is reason enough to take notice. But the arrival of one sign after another demands your attention. Britt further states that it's the sign Jesus said to look for. Just before going on, my friends, to say, this convergence of signs is confirmation. Our generation will witness the rapture, the biblical time of tribulation, great tribulation, the time of Jacob's or Israel's trouble, and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He then says, not according to me, but according to Jesus. Britt then moves on to lay out the convergence of these signs, which he begins by to lay out by asking, so what are these signs? Just before going on to share, this article will only cite a few. Britt then continues by stating these signs are undeniable and their convergence should convince you that the return of the Lord is close at hand. Britt then states they include Israel back in the land. God promised to bring the Jewish people back into the land of Israel before he returned, as seen in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 7 and 8. He He said he would call them from among the nations, as seen in Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 28, from the farthest corners of the earth, as found in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 12, and from north, south, east, and west, as told in Psalms 107, verse 3. He, meaning God, promised to welcome them home from the lands where they were scattered, as seen in Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 34. When they did, he promised to return and establish his everlasting kingdom, as seen in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 11 and 12. The next sign, my friend, shared by Brit is the Jewish people in control of Jerusalem. Here, Brit states, Jesus said armies would surround Jerusalem, destroying the city and enslave its citizens. The Roman legions fulfilled this prophecy back in A.D. 70. Jesus then said people other than the Jewish people would control Jerusalem for a time until the Jewish people once again controlled Jerusalem. Uh, When they did, Jesus promised to return, as noted in Luke chapter 21, verses 24 through 28. In his second coming, which is after the rapture and at the time of the end, and at the time of the end of the great tribulation, a.k.a. the time of Jacob's or Israel's trouble, Brit ends his Description, my friends, of this sign by stating, since 1967, the Jewish people have controlled Jerusalem. He then goes on to the next sign of many that are to come, which is the gospel preached throughout the world. Brit states that when asked about the end of the age and the signs of his coming, Jesus said to look for a very specific sign. He said the gospel will be preached throughout the entire world. Every nation will hear it, and then the end will come, as seen in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. Britt then notes that for centuries after the crucifixion, the gospel was confined to a small area surrounding the Mediterranean Sea. He then continues, my friends, by sharing that in the past two centuries, Christians have brought the gospel to every nation in the world. Today, missionaries are in every nation. The Bible is translated in hundreds of languages, and the message of Jesus is sent around the world by radio, TV, satellite, and the internet, 
as we are doing here today, my friends. He then states a matter of truth, my friends, which is that for the first time in history, this generation is on the verge of spreading the gospel to every last person on earth. In the next sign that Brit delivers, he states that it would be and now is an increase in travel and knowledge. Here he continues, my friends, by sharing that 600 years before Jesus, an angel gave Daniel a special message. He said, travel and knowledge will increase in the end times, as seen in Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. Britt then makes note of the fact that for centuries of human history, dramatic gains in travel and knowledge did not take place. Yet the last 200 years have seen explosions in the speed and frequency of travel as well as the amount and availability of knowledge. Now it is on to the next sign, my friends, as noted by Mr. Britt Gillette in his piece titled, Are We on the Verge of the Tribulation Described in the Book of Revelation? And the next sign Britt touches upon is what he has labeled the arrival of the exponential curve in which he explains Jesus said a variety of global signs will come before his return and the end of the age. These signs will be spiritual, natural, societal, and political in nature. He said they will appear in a distinct way, like birth pains, as noted in Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 through 8. Britt then continues by stating that this means the frequency and intensity of these signs will increase as we near his return. Our generation has seen the exponential increase in war and famine, Jesus said to look for. In the 20th century alone, more people died from war and famine than lived on the earth when Jesus spoke these words. Brit then moves on to the next sign concerning the soon coming time of tribulation, great tribulation, the time of Jacob's or Israel's trouble, the time uh, of trouble and the return of the Lord Jesus Christ in the rapture when he begins to speak about Israel surrounded by enemies in which he points out that the Bible says enemies will surround Israel in the end times, of which we are seeing this very day, my friends. They're having some big riots up on the Temple Mound right now, and it's going to cause the Jewish people uh, in a, just a day or so not to be able to go up onto the Temple Mound for the next 14 days until Ramadan ends. That's a story for another day. But keep your eyes and spiritual ears tuned in to the news because it's on the front page. Israel surrounded by its enemies, in which he points out that the Bible says enemies will surround Israel in the end times. Those enemies will say, come, let us cut them off from being a nation. <laughs> That's what they're saying, my friends, just like the Bible said, that the name of Israel may no more be remembered in remembrance as seen in Psalms 83, verse 4. Go look it up for yourself, my friends. It indeed does really say that. And let us take to ourselves the houses of God in possession, as noted in Psalms 83, verse 12. Britt further states that Ezekiel said Israel's neighbors will say, God has given their land to us, as noted in Ezekiel chapter 11, verses 14 through 17. And Israel and Judah are, are ours. We will take possession of them. And they keep trying, but God said it won't happen. And they continue by saying, what do we care if their God is there? As seen in Ezekiel, chapter 35, verse 10. 
Well, if you go read Ezekiel chapter 35, you'll find out what the Lord has to say about what they said there concerning what do we care if their God is there. Well, he's going to tell them about how they should. As seen in Ezekiel, there again, chapter 35, verse 10. Britt at this point notes that ever since the rebirth of Israel in 1948, the daily headlines have included these Bible verses. Israel's Muslim neighbors claim the land of Israel for themselves, and they have no regard for the God of Israel. Very true statement, my friend, because it's in the Word of God. Now it is on to the next sign to Uh, to appear just before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ in the rapture of his church, my friends, at notes as being Israel's exceedingly great army, of which Brit points out that Ezekiel said, in the end times, Israel will field an exceedingly great army, as noted in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 10. Zechariah said Israel will be like a fire among sheaves of grain, burning up the neighboring nations, as seen in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 6. And even the weakest Israeli soldier will be like David, as noted in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 8. Brit further states that since 1948, Israel has fought no less than four conventional wars against its neighbors, despite being outnumbered more than, get this, my friends, 50 to 1. Israel has achieved overwhelming victory every time. I wonder why. Because they serve a big God, my friends. And they're going to, one day soon, continue by serving his one and only begotten son so that they may have entrance into the eternal kingdom of God. And with that said, it is now on to the next sign of the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ in the rapture, which is the rise of the Gog of Magog alliance, which Brit notes The Bible says a military alliance that includes Russia, Iran, Turkey, and a number of Muslim nations will attack Israel in the latter days. As noted in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 8, I'm always talking to you about the war of Ezekiel 38 and 39, my friends, and this is part of it. When God brings his people home from among the enemy nations, as seen in Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 27. Brit ends the uh, notation of this sign with, Today we see those very nations coming together for the first time. An alliance that has never existed in world history. The next sign Brit includes in this countdown to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ in the rapture is the rise of a united Europe. Brit states that the Bible says a revised Roman Empire will come to power in the end times, as noted in Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 7, and Revelation chapter 17. Brit continues by Uh, stating that, according to Daniel, it will be a ten-nation alliance of weak and strong nations. Some parts will be as strong as iron, while other parts will be as weak as clay, as noted in Daniel chapter 2, verse 42. Brit states that we see the beginning of this alliance in the European Union a coalition of weak and strong nations struggling to stay together. The next sign that we are going to be looking at is one that is very much in our daily news here in 2022 and is, as Brit states, the rise of global government, of which he states that the Bible says a single government will rule the world politically as seen in Revelation chapter 13, verse 7, religiously, 
as noted in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, and economically, as noted in Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 and 17, in the last days. Britt notes that it will rule over all people, tribes, and languages on the face of the earth. Now, I would like to go on to say, my friends, the Bible does continue to say whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. So, as for those who are ready to go on the rapture, this will not be your call. Um, he says, uh, Britt says that it will, he, he says it, but, you know, uh, it's the government, I guess he's talking about, but it's the Antichrist government that will be ruling over all people, tribes, and languages on the face of the earth, who whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, as noted in Revelation chapter 13, verse 7. Further, he states that its authority will be complete. No one will be able to buy or sell anything without its permission. In regards to the receiving of the mark of the beast, my friends, as outlined in Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 and 17. Brit ends this uh, sign, rightly so, with this note, when he states that for a century, a true global government was impossible. Today, world leaders openly discuss it. With that said, it is on to the next sign, of which today is a widely held one among non-believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, and is the denial of signs of which Brit has this to say about. Almost 2,000 years ago, Peter issued a warning. He said in the last days, people would mock the idea of Jesus returning. They will make fun of those who believe in the rapture and the second coming and say exactly what we hear today. Things like, I thought Jesus was coming back. What happened to his promise? Generation after generation has said he's coming. Yet, since the beginning of the world, everything has remained the same. As noted in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. And to that, Brit's reply is, the hour is late. He continues uh, then by stating, keep in mind, these signs haven't always been present. Generations of Christians lived and died without witnessing any of these signs. For centuries of Christian history, none of these signs were present. They are all present today, my friends, he says. Jesus said, when you see these signs, you can know his return is near. He's right at the door. As noted there again in Matthew chapter 24, Verse 33. In fact, says Brit, and so say I, my friends, Jesus said the generation witnessing these signs will not pass away before his return. As noted in Matthew chapter 24, verse 34. So says Brit, despite the skeptics and naysayers, Jesus is coming. And ours is the generation that will witness his return. The convergence of all these signs confirm it. Next, Britt asks, are we on the verge of the tribulation? He then goes on to say, for many years now, we have seen the convergence of the signs Jesus and the prophets said to look for. Now, in 2022, we see a specific alignment of events that could lead to the outbreak of the tribulation at any moment. He then shares that these specific events are identical in nature to the events the Bible says will occur during the tribulation or the time of great tribulation, my friends. Whether or not these events, he says, are merely a preview of the events to come, or the actual events the Bible describes for the tribulation, which is overall a seven-year period, my friends. And um, 
I do believe that there's a possibility that we could be here up to the, the first three and a half years completed. That's for another day, but I'm just going by what the word of God says. He says that his people are not appointed to wrath and his wrath is poured out in the second three and a half years of the seven years of tribulation when the open rule and reign of the Antichrist prevails and the open rule and reign of the Antichrist prevails for 42 months, which is three and a half years, which is set in the second half of the time of tribulation. And that time is called the time of great tribulation and the time of Jacob's or Israel's trouble. The Bible describes for the uh, the tribulation, uh, he says, uh, let me go back here, whether or not these events are merely a preview of the events to come or the actual events the Bible describes for the tribulation remains to be seen. However, keep in mind these events will roll out in the midst of the very season when Jesus said he would return. So, asks Britt, what are these possible tribulation events in the making? Here are just a few. Central bank digital currencies, of which he states, over the past couple of years, central banks have openly discussed the introduction of central bank uh, digital currencies, or CBDCs. The central banks wield power over some of the largest economies in the world. The United Kingdom, Canada, China, the European Union, and the United States. Despite these public discussions, conventional wisdom says the rollout of CBDCs remains years in the future. But... Brit says, and so say I, my friends, that conventional wisdom is wrong. Wrong. W-R-O-N-G. Wrong. Brit states, just as I have many times, that China has already released a digital yuan and recently released digital yuan wallets for both Android and iOS smartphones. Remember, I keep saying in the last few weeks, it's a done deal. And like my mama would say, it's all over but the shouting. And there will be shouting when it does arrive, that's for sure. Britt continues by noting that in March, President Biden signed an executive order titled Ensuring Responsible Development of Digital Assets. The order requires federal agencies to submit to the president within 180 days a technical evaluation of the technological infrastructure, uh, capacity, and expertise that would be necessary at uh, relevant agencies to facilitate and support the introduction of a CBDC system should one be proposed. <laughs> the evaluation should specifically address the technical risks of the various designs, including with, uh, with respect to emerging and future technological developments such as quantum computing. Britt then adds something that I have myself been mentioning many times over the last little while here, which is that by September 2022, this technical evaluation will be complete. Then have no doubt about it. Once the next crisis hits, the U.S. will roll out its own CBDC to replace the dollar. Britt then asks the question, why does this matter? And then gives this answer. CBDCs will be centralized, governmental, controlled, programmable currency. This means that if the government decides it doesn't like you for whatever reason, think Canadian truckers, he says, they can cut you off, they can cut your access off. They can cut your access off. In other words, you won't be able to buy or sell. 
Sound familiar? The Bible says the Antichrist will implement this system. Those who refuse the mark of the beast will be enabled to buy or sell, as noted in Revelation chapter 13, verse 17. Britt states that we're now on the verge of a global rollout of a technology identical in ability. Very key words, my friends. Identical in ability to the mark of the beast, which tells us right now it is not the mark of the beast. We are now on the verge of a global rollout of a technology identical in ability to the mark of the beast technology. The Bible says will dominate the world during the time of the great tribulation, my friends. The next thing that Britt makes note of is World War III. He states that the Bible says there will be a World War III, as noted in Revelation chapter 6, verse 4, and we're much closer to that today than when 2022 started and probably the closest we've been since the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. Every day seems to bring a new escalation between NATO and its allies and Russia over the latter invasion of Ukraine. NATO has sanctioned Russia. It is providing arms to Ukraine, the Ukrainian resistance, and many of its members have called for direct intervention in Ukraine. He continues by pointing out that even if NATO avoids a direct military conflict, all it takes is for Russia to make one mistake, which leads to a deadly strike in Poland, Slovakia, Hungary, or Romania, all NATO member members bordering Ukraine. And all of NATO will be obligated to respond. A full-blown war between Russia and NATO means World War III and the likely use of nuclear weapons. In 2019, he says, the U.S. ran a war game to simulate what would happen in the event of a Russian invasion of Ukraine. How appropriate in 2019. And here we are. The result was nuclear war with over a billion people dead. It's a stark reminder that at any moment, the war in Ukraine could escalate into World War III. The next thing that Britt takes a look at is hyperinflation. He states in 2022, inflation has become a serious problem for almost every major economy in the world. The March 2022 headline inflation number for the U.S. was 8.5, which is really probably more like 17.2 from what I have heard, my friends. The highest since 1981. For the Euro and uh, for the Eurozone, it came in at 7.5. In Germany, wholesale prices rose 22.6% year over year. EU natural gas prices increased sixfold. Global oil prices rose 67%. Wheat prices doubled and corn prices went up 50%. Fuel and food riots have erupted in Peru, Sri Lanka, and Pakistan. And unrest is brewing in countless other countries as well. Britt then asks, could we be on the brink of hyperinflation? Maybe. Maybe not, he says, but the Bible says the whole world will one day experience hyperinflation. When that happens, he says, an entire day's wage will only buy enough food to barely survive, as noted in Revelation chapter 6, verse 6. Which Revelation chapter 6, my friends, uh, is... uh, during the time of great tribulation. So please take that into note as well. It opens up with the uh, Antichrist riding upon a white horse as a counterfeit Jesus. Okay. 
uh, and the, the uh, lamb opening the seals that are noted in Revelation chapter 6, which is Jesus Christ. So he's not the same person on the horse. Okay. The next subject Brit examines is global famine. Didn't we just talk about that the other day? He states that we, as we entered 2022, the world already faced a major food crisis, both in terms of supply and price. Since then, the situation has only gotten worse. The Russian invasion of Ukraine cut off Russia and Ukrainian exports via the Black Sea. Together, they account for 12% of all global calories consumed. He further states that the sanctions against Russia have compounded ongoing supply chain issues and many countries have banned agricultural exports. Add in poor harvests, rampant fertilizer shortages, and an avian flu plague destroying millions of chickens and turkeys, and it becomes clear, he says, we're headed towards the worst food crisis in modern times, whether it's for real or engineered, my friends. In fact, says Britt, it's worse than the famine. It's worse than that, he says. Famine is coming on a mass scale. We simply aren't going to grow enough food in 2022, which is very true, because the farmers destroyed half of the crops last year after they were grown. My friends, there's videos all over the internet about watching them do it. The result, he says, will be a biblical famine. The only question is whether it will be the famine Jesus spoke of about in Matthew chapter 24, verse 7, or the great tribulation famine of Revelation chapter 6. Verses 5 through 8. As Britt moves to close his piece, he reminds all that Jesus is coming soon. He then goes on to say, if the world stage is now set for the tribulation and the time of the soon coming great tribulation, how close must the rapture be? Britt states that the Bible says the rapture will take place before the tribulation. Jesus promised his church, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come upon the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. There again, my friends, of those whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. As noted in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, he then states that if you're reading this and you are a Christian, your time on this earth is short. Your race, as noted in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27, is nearing its end. So make sure to finish well. Live a holy, godly life as you look forward to the day of his coming. His, meaning Jesus Christ, coming in the rapture. As seen in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. Take advantage of every opportunity to spread the gospel, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything Jesus has commanded, as noted in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. The day will come when you will lose the opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ. So do it now while you still can. Jesus is coming soon. My friends, today is the day of salvation. And over this past weekend, I came to a conclusion that the whole Passover and day of resurrection is in a nutshell in these verses right here. John chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, who is Jesus Christ, might be saved. He that believeth on him, who is Jesus Christ, is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son, and this is the 
condemnation that the light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither come to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth come to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought or shaped, uh, in other words, in God. My friends, the Lord Jesus Christ in John chapter 14, verse 6 says, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no man comes unto the Father but by me. And in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, Paul was honored to, by being able to give us the roadmap to uh, eternal life through the precious and holy shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is what Resurrection Day was all about. The Lord Jesus Christ being raised from the dead so that we could have eternal life if we would become his sons and daughters uh, of God by asking the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the one and only begotten Son of the one and only true and living God, to forgive us of our sins, because it is God's only plan for you to enter into the kingdom of God. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me, and that is God's mandate. And Paul says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Remember what John 3.16 says, my friends? It says that those who call upon the name of the Lord are not condemned, but those who do not call upon the name of the Lord are condemned already, my friends. It says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him, who is Jesus Christ, is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? The word of God says, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And with that said, my friends, today, you need to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and to wash you as white as snow, spiritually speaking, and to begin to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for yourself. Ask the Lord God to indwell you with the power working and anointing of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues as outlined in the word of God in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6, among many other places. And my friends, if you will do that, you will be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. I Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast.
You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus, and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all, now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?